what I learned from Logan is you don't have to overthink this. What I learned from Logan is when you're solving problems for people and the harder the problem is that you're solving, the more that you can be uh, economically rewarded for that. Some people think it's taking advantage of, of people buying something at such an extreme discount. But the reality is, is that there's no one else that is capable or willing to try to solve that problem for them. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And when I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, It's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation, and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies, and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations, and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Welcome to the Passive Wealth Principles, What I Learned. I'm your host, Jake Harris. This is, uh, these are some of my favorite episodes, the diving into the uh, previous episodes of uh, recordings and and talking to some of the the people. Uh, Today, I'm reviewing Logan Fulmer and the What I Learned. Logan is, is, Super, super clever. And, and and I mentioned it in the episode. I'm kind of a little bit of a fanboy of, of Logan. Uh, I just love the way in which he has approached uh, all of his real estate investing. We dive into a story where he started investing in the east side of San Antonio. You know, maybe it was a little bit speculative. He just was buying lots for super cheap. And so I would say super cheap. He was buying lots for like $5,000. The houses were maybe worth $15,000 at that time on the east side. He was working in the oil fields as a uh, kind of roughneck, working out there, making money, making good money. And so this is kind of the first time that he's ever truly started making real real wealth. He, he grew up in a, in a small town. And um, now that he's having some money, he had a lot of fear around that. He was like, hey, this is all the money that I'm going to ever make. And so I, I uh, have, have some fear that I may lose that. That fear allowed him you know, the understanding is like, I need to protect that. I need to not lose this money. And so when he was buying properties that were $5,000 or $10,000 on the east side in San Antonio, he really was looking at that as like, there's no downside risk. It's still going to be worth $5,000. And so even though that was maybe structured as like a forced savings plan, 
he had $5,000 in his bank, he was able to go buy a property for $5,000. So now the money's not in his bank anymore. It's pretty illiquid to go sell or try to transact uh, the the value of that land. What happened is that that land value then went up significantly. The the dumb luck of his investment was the east side uh, greatly appreciated in, in value. Whereas like the west side of San Antonio, the valuers were still relatively depressed even uh, as, as the recording of this call. So he happened to be on the right side of town. The values increased significantly and well, those $5,000 lots, you know, he could sell them for 50000 or 75000 And so three years of investing, you know, taking every single dollar that he made uh, in the oil fields and then investing that into San Antonio's east side, again, not really having to deal with tenants, not having to deal with uh, leaky toilets, but just buying land and waiting. There's a, a very, how we, we talk about it in, in, the, in the call and the show is that real estate is, uh, and getting wealthy in real estate is um, pretty easy. It's just not typically very fast. And that's where a lot of people are disillusioned into the get rich quick scheme. And real estate is not that. It's, you can get rich in real estate, but it tends to be slower. And so if you're okay with a slow understanding of getting rich or getting wealthy and utilizing these principles, that's exactly what Logan was able to do. So he bought when the market was low. He happened to be on the right side of town. There was only upside risk. At the worst, he was going to lose you know, some money, but it's not like the land was going to go from $5,000 to zero. It would still probably be worth uh, $5,000. And so just his gut instincts, his basic math understanding, he was able to two, three, four, five X his investments in very short order. That turned into he bought a piece of property that people told him it had title issues. Well, he bought it for such a cheap price, but then it truly did have title issues. And so he had to go correct the problem. And so by having a problem, he then went and said, hey, well, how do I solve this problem? He, he systematically went through that and started talking to attorneys, talking to title people, talking to you know, the, 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 the people with the knowledge base of how do I solve this problem? Well, once he figured out how to solve that problem for himself, he then said, well, is there an opportunity to continue to do this? for other people. And so then he really started targeting those problem uh, properties because nobody else was willing to buy them. Because nobody else was willing to buy them, then that created an opportunity for him to buy things at extreme discounts, even though the market had appreciated, even though the market had gone up significantly in value from when he initially started investing, he was able to unlock and solve a problem. And really, that solving of a problem was unlocking value. He gave some, some specific examples of some landlocked property that was or should not have been landlocked. And so then tracking down using high dollar um, 
title abstracts, using high dollar researching. And these are people that now he employs within his office that would normally not make sense. But because of his success of investing and solving these problems over and over, he's been able to equip and put together a team that allows him to, you know, solve these problems at scale. And so sometimes that might just be a tenant that's taking issues of, of an owner. Maybe it's the owner doesn't want to raise the rents because of that previous relationship that they have with that tenant. Um, again, it could be family. You know, there's multiple heirs that own a property and you have a relationship with one of them and the others don't want to sell. So what he can do is step into that and create solutions for people that are, are trying to figure out how to sell their property. So, so many things that he talks about is, is you know, goes back to both his parents. His mom being very resilient, being a real estate agent, his dad being analytical, and then just kind of combining both of those, he uses a, a very basic math and a gut intuition that this kind of makes sense. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Look, two of the most common questions I get asked are, where can I find good deals to invest into? And is it possible to invest alongside of our deals as a passive investor? So my team and I wanted to put together an insider list where you can get first access to investment opportunities, due diligence resources, and best practices for those interested in investing passively into deals like the ones we talk about on the show. Those deals are mostly in the commercial real estate space, but I oftentimes get exclusive access to deals of people like the guests on my show. If those deals pass our criteria, we pass them on to those on the list. To gain access to this insider list, all you have to do is go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. We also host events, dinners, and give away VIP access to events that I'm speaking at or attending. Once again, it's www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. For those that are serious about passive wealth building, we'll see you on the inside. Now, back to the show. And then because of that, and, and then I think this translates into most things in real estate, is that you don't have to be the most sophisticated person out there. You don't have to have the most, you know, uh, unique and structured finance. Does the basic back of envelope math make sense? Do you feel like you're in the right part of town and it's going to grow, grow in, in value over a short time period? And if you can do that, then you don't have to have, uh, you know, a super technical knowledge. He's then, then rolled that into commercial deals. He's rolled that into these bigger land deals. And then it, it doesn't really ultimately matter as far as what the inflationary pressures are. Is he going to hedge and go from one side to the other or try to manipulate you know, his, his finances? But he's like, I just feel like if, if I buy something at 20, 30, 50% under market value, I'm going to be all right. And that goes back to that same tried and true principle in real estate is you make all your money on the buy. Don't speculate on what you think the future value is going to be. But if you just buy right, 
and hold, you should be fine. Again, the, back to the get rich slow path of real estate. That is what Logan has embodied. And I think it's just the fact that he is an action taker. He's an action taker that is creating and then developing this momentum and this muscle memory of just, does this make sense? That actually parlays into the one project that we brought up towards the end of the uh, the call was uh, the Gibbs Mansion. He bought this uh, amazing late 1800s mansion in on a little bit of the east side of San Antonio and kind of Government Hill. And it was this, you know, and I don't know what the actual square footage of it is, is maybe it's 10, 15,000 square foot, but he bought it for to be his office. And he bought it because it just made sense from the price that he paid for it on, on a buy it by the pound. So when you're buying something for $25 a square foot or $30 or $50 a square foot, man, it sure makes sense that at some point this is going to be worth $100 a square foot. You know, again, that's I'm rounding over some of those numbers, but it's just, again, back to these basic kind of math understandings of does this make sense? And when you can get to that, and then you have the patience to invest when those criterias make sense. As a solo uh, investor or kind of entrepreneur, and now he's got a couple of people that are partnered with him uh, that invest alongside him on some of these deals, is then he's not required to take or do any transactions unless they, they pass this kind of sniff test unless they make sense that that criteria that he's getting a substantial discount to market value, that he doesn't have to do a deal. And so I think that is, again, back to this, this tried and true principles. And I've iterated it several times on, on this call is like, you know, what I learned from Logan is you don't have to overthink this. What I learned from Logan is when you're solving problems for people and the harder the problem is that you're solving, the more that you can be uh, economically rewarded for that. Some people think it's taking advantage of, of people buying something at such an extreme discount. But the reality is, is that there's no one else that is capable or willing to try to solve that problem for them. So even though there's no one that's willing to do that, it is creating opportunity, freedom, and giving an unlocking value for these people that are willing to sell. It's kind of like being at a pawn shop. You go at a pawn shop, you know what you're getting. You know you're not getting top dollar because they need some margin of safety, but you know what you're getting into. Logan is very similar to that. He's going to tell you, he's going to be, and he's honest. He's very transparent and very down to earth and just tells you, hey, here's what I'm going to do. Here's the work that I'm going to put into it. Here's what it's going to cost me to do that. I'm going to make a, a, a profit on that, but I can help solve your problem. And most people are very, very willing to do that. And not only willing, but they're super happy. And I've, I've read it. I've read the reviews. I've seen him do that. He's done it time and time and time again, where no one else would help these people. No one else was capable of helping these people. So go solve problems for people, and then you can be rewarded commensurate to the, the, the challenge of the problem that you're solving. And then this just comes back to basic math of doing real estate. Stop trying to get rich quick. 
get rich slow over time utilizing real estate and use you know your gut instinct and the basic math to understand and that's one of the things that uh, I learned from Logan and and I continue he's got some super technical knowledge in very very niche categories of title research and that's so fascinating to see him and why I am such a fanboy of Logan Fulmer this is one of the other What I Learn episodes of Passive Wealth Principles. And this is Jake Harris signing off. Talk to you guys next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at jake.realestate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.